to another episode of the Ringside Rundown Podcast, brought to you by TWM.News. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, how you feeling? <laughs> I am, uh, I'm getting there. We're not, we're not 100% yet, but, uh, better than I felt a few days ago. So we're gonna, we're gonna hope that my voice does not try to go in the middle of this recording, but, uh. If it does, bear with me. Uh, you get to take the reins this week, but we'll try our uh, best. Oh, but we got so much to talk about. <laughs> I know, uh, that's the worst part. The best and worst part, but... it's the It is the best, and, and for you, it's the worst part, because <laughs> we're going to be straining your voice a little bit. I feel some rants coming on. Um, oh, yeah. But today, this episode, what we're going to do is talk about Survivor Series. And also answer some of your questions. But I'm stoked to talk about Survivor Series. It wasn't a fairly long show, so don't expect the recap to be very, very long. But uh, there's a lot of juicy stuff that happened uh, on in Survivor Series, particularly with the War Games uh, matches that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it was a definitely a good pay-per-view. And like you said, it wasn't long either. It didn't feel like, oh, God, now we're going to have to like, sit through five hours of this. It was... It was perfectly timed, I think. Right? I feel like they should really consider, uh, you know, for for the big shows like that, maybe decreasing the amount of matches on the show. It, Please. It's, it's crazy because we go from uh, Full Gear that had ten, 10 matches on the main show and three matches on a pre-show to a show in Survivor Series that only had five matches in total. Yeah, that's, I think, why we like the takeover so much back in the day because... Yeah, there wasn't as many matches, but those matches were of very good quality and you didn't feel like you were dragging around along waiting for the end. So, uh, yeah, this was a good one. This was a good one and it was uh, fun. It was the 36th annual uh, Thanksgiving tradition of Survivor Series. And this one was interesting because it was the first one to have the War Games matches added to the card. So they were pretty good. So why don't we get right into it? And the show starts with the women's war games match uh a great match tons of weaponry used a lot of big spots uh i i thoroughly enjoyed the women's war games match how how did you uh go about the match what did you think about it oh i loved it i when you just see the quality and the caliber of women you had in this match you knew something special was going to happen and oh boy did it it was it was not perfect there were a couple mm. spots where you're like Yikes, that was a few spots. That was like a few inches away from actually hurting somebody. But uh, it really wasn't sloppy, I wouldn't say. It was, like I said, a couple spots missed here and there, but it wasn't like terrible. Overall, I think that was one of the better matches of the night. And mm -hmm. this is what happens when you give the women weapons and just say, go nuts. You don't have to give mm -hmm. them rules or limits or whatever. And they delivered, as I expected them to do. Um, I know we have a question later about... I believe who we thought the uh, MVPs of the war games were. So I'm obviously going to save a little bit for later. So I don't want to fully spoil the question right away, but yeah, every, every woman had their time to shine. Um, I feel as though a couple shine more than uh, the others, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, I, I really loved the match. It was good. Um, sad that Dakota had to eat the pin, but that last spot with Becky from the top, my god that was uh that just looked painful but cool at the same time 
Yeah, definitely did. Uh, a couple things that I noted during the match: the people want Oscar versus Io Sky. Yes. When those two, when those two got in the ring and it was just those two together, the crowd went nuts. So yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like WWE took note of that, and mm-hmm. they're they're going to maybe process a way to make that happen. But when it does, it's going to be some really good stuff. Yeah, and I'm glad that. We've said it before, and I'll continue to say it because they keep doing it. I'm glad that they keep bringing up the fact that they had history in Japan. Like, outside wrestling exists. Who would have thought? Um, Yeah. And I'm glad they brought it up again because these two have some history if you go back far enough. So, yeah, I I need to see this one-on-one match happen because you know those two are going to just tear the house down. For sure, for sure. Dakota Kai got ragdolled the entire match. Watching this match, I was watching it with my brother, and the one thing we kept noting is Dakota Kai's getting the shit kicked out of her. So so, uh, she definitely... uh, And and then on top of that, she wrestled a match on Raw the next night, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's that's Workhorse Coda for you. Workhorse Coda, I love it. Um, Uh I, I, I enjoyed the weapon usage. I think... It differentiated itself from the men's uh, war games match. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it was heavy on the weapons usage, but it all made sense. You know, this was supposed yeah. to be chaotic. This was supposed to be nuts. And then when you have someone like Nikki Cross, I mean, it just <laughs> she she her diving off the cage was a big spot. It just made so much sense. A lot of spots made sense in this yeah. match, and then and then the big spot at the end with Becky diving off the top rope through a table. That was just a perfect way to cap off a really good war games match from the women. Yeah, honestly, they, I mean, when you see the women's war games matches from NXT, you didn't expect any less because even for the ones that didn't have war games experience, like Oscar, Becky, Alexa, Bailey, the ones who didn't have the experience still held their own pretty well because you had some war games veterans in there. You had Dakota, you had EO. You had Bianca, she's had Rhea, so you had plenty of experience in there. And I'm glad that, I think they kind of alluded to it to a, in like a YouTube video or something, but I'm glad Mia got her like full circle moment because technically she wasn't in the one that she was supposed to be in. She right. was quote unquote taken out. So yeah, I was definitely excited to see her in there and she fit right in because she just has that like toughness to her that makes perfect sense for weaponry and stuff like that um i will say though i feel like is her new name is it a new is it a nickname is it just her like new name because they said like was it mishin i think that's how they said it Mm -hmm. but they kept saying that but then they kept saying medium so i'm like is it just her nickname or is that gonna be her new name i think it's her nickname yeah, I think it's a I think it's a nickname which which uh she really embraces because she was the one that kind of advocated for it and mm-hmm. she feels like it brings out her Korean roots that she can really present to the audience and have other Korean people. She said in an interview when talking about her her nickname, um she said that a ton of Korean people of Korean heritage contacted her and was like they thought it was so cool that she was using the mission uh nickname and how it fit and everybody seems to love it so definitely and definitely an advocate for it you know it, it kind of fits you know yeah because i think it if i remember correctly it means crazy in korean yeah which you know what with her style that makes perfect sense so yeah it good on her for going back to her korean roots and 
that was that's what it's all about getting people to relate to it and forming that connection so good for her yeah definitely for sure so um let me get to the polls for those that don't know what we do um every pay-per-view uh we do emoji polls on on twitter which you can follow us at ringside rundown and uh we go a grade scale of one to four flames uh depending on the match and I asked you guys on Twitter what you thought of the match, and out of all of the votes that came in, 52% gave it four flame emoji. So you guys thought it was a really, really good match as well. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree. I, I agree as well. So we move on to the next match that happened. It was uh, Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. This was kind of a battle between former club leaders, bullet club leaders, and that's mm-hmm. another thing we talk about how um, Michael Cole brought up the history of of Io Sky and Asuka together in Japan. They're also starting to bring up the history of the Bullet Club, which is yeah. not only taking over wrestling in a way, but it, it's infiltrated its way into the WWE. Which we never thought we'd ever say that sentence. Uh, yeah, ever. right? But I'm glad that they like, allude to it and they bring it up because it's not Vince's WWE anymore. You can actually willingly admit that, Hey, there is wrestling outside of WWE that actually has connections to WWE's wrestling. So yeah. And especially with something as big as bullet club, you can't not include it. You have to talk about it, especially with these two. Like you said, they were former leaders of bullet club. So you kind of have to allude to that history a little bit because it adds to this match. And uh, boy, did these two deliver. Yeah, they did. Now, I will say, this wasn't as good as their previous Survivor Series match. I no. thought the first Survivor Series match that they had way back when uh, was, was a little bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. This one this one just needed a little bit more drama for yeah. me. Just, just a little bit more drama. But what I did like about the match was how physical it was. You could see these Ooh. guys were laying in shots, going mm-hmm. hard. Uh, AJ Styles was working the leg of Finn Balor, which I appreciate. I appreciate matches where they try to tell a story uh, working a body part, you know? So yeah. I, I appreciated that they did that work, and it was it was a fine match. It was great, but I just wanted a little bit more drama. Uh, AJ Styles coming off the top rope with the phenomenal forearm. There wasn't a kick out or anything. It was just that was it right then and there, and then uh, you have it over. And AJ Styles picks up the win. Now, I don't know what this means for the the OC and Judgment Day, who are still kind of brawling yeah. on Monday. So I wanted to get your, your thoughts on where Judgment Day stands. Because I feel like before this whole situation with McMahon leaving to now where Triple H is in control, there's been a shift in the way they use Judgment Day. And it's actually kind of working for me. What about you? Yeah, I agree. You kind of could tell that with Vince, Judgment Day was kind of like on its last leg or it was kind of going in a weirder direction. It's kind of why Edge wasn't in it anymore. I think they were trying to do more um, supernatural stuff and Edge didn't Mm want to do it. So I'm glad that um, Triple H was able to take another chance on them because with his direction, I think they've turned into a more formidable faction. They take You take them seriously. You're not like, oh, God, it's them. It's, oh, you actually want to pay attention to what they're doing. And then you add the wrinkle of Dominic Mysterio on there. And then you add the wrinkle of Rhea now potentially challenging Bianca because they still had that little uh, interaction a few weeks ago on Raw. So that might still be a thing. But now you got 
the OC in there. You got Mia Yim in there. So it's so many layers. And it's just nice to see the Judgment Day as a focal point of it. Because everybody in that faction are really good in their own way. I, I agree with you. I think each member of the faction kind of brings something. And even, even Dominic Mysterio is coming into his own right. I think even better than what they could have done with Dominic and his father together as a baby face team. Mm -hmm. I think separating them for a little bit, even though they're still kind of intertwined in this storyline, but separating them and having Dominic go his way and kind of be his own heel and mm -hmm. this relationship which with, with uh, Rhea Ripley, you don't know what kind of relationship it is because yeah. we all, we all know Rhea Ripley's personal life. Mm -hmm. We all know who she's really with, yeah. but like there's this, there's this tension. There's this, I, I don't know, just cohesiveness that when you see Rhea Ripley, she's got a stronghold yeah. on Do Dominic Mysterio. Like she's got some sort of power over him and it's really intriguing. Yeah, and again, it makes you want to tune in to see, like, where this could go, because it could go in a bunch of different ways. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely liking what they're doing with Judgment Day. I'm glad, like I said, Triple H didn't completely give up on them. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, props to them. Yeah, definitely. Now, I asked you guys what you thought of the match. Again, AJ Styles picks up the win with the phenomenal forearm. It was a phenomenal match in its own right. And you guys, out of all the votes that came in, 60% of the votes gave it four flame emojis. You guys thought it was a good match. So, uh, the people loved it. Now, we move on to a match <laughs> that wasn't so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. It wasn't so good. It, I guess you could attribute it to an off night. I don't know what you would say, but I'm talking about Ronda Rousey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Shotzi. Now, this was a big match because it was Shotzi's first time in the spotlight. You know? <laughs> yeah. Her, fir her first crack at the, at, the, at the World Championship, you know, and I applaud them for going a different route. Like, they tried mm -hmm. to do something new with somebody new. I applaud that. It's just, I felt like the chemistry just wasn't there between Ronda and Shotzi. I feel like the worst part is, is you could literally have put anybody not named Shayna Baszler in that spot, and it probably would have been the same. It's just... Uh, it was... There were very few moments that were actually good. Like, you know, Shotzi, you know, diving into the crowd. So, I was like, that was kind of fun, but... It was just sloppy. Like, the one moment that stuck out to me the most was when um, Shotzi tried to hit Ronda with, like, that DDT on the apron, but Ronda held yeah. onto the rope for some reason. And I'm like, that didn't look good at all. It's just, she does not know how to put together a competitive match to save her life. And it's mm -hmm. glaringly obvious. And I feel bad because, like you said, Shotzi, this was her first big title match, like, first match in the spotlight. And... It did not do her any favors, and I hate it because she deserved way better than to have to try to carry Ronda. And <laughs> again, we're just seeing this pattern of these matches are just not good, and you, you kind of have to wonder if Triple H is thinking, okay, maybe we need to get the title off of her, and <clears throat> the obvious choice is standing right next to her nine times out of ten. So, uh, ooh, yeah. You're you're already calling for a for a disillusion, a disalignment uh -huh. between Shayna and Ronda. I see. Yeah, because yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. 
it's just Ronda is a I don't know Ronda's like run back has just not been very good no I don't know what the problem is it's just uh the mic skills are eh, they're there I guess uh the in-ring work is I don't know it's tough because it's like she's not a bad wrestler it's just she can't put it all together I guess I don't know Mm -hmm. it's just frustrating because it's like we could be seeing so much more because that Smackdown women's division right now is just with her at the top of it is just not good and I hate to say that because they have a lot of good women on that roster it's just with her as the champion it's kind of like what can you do really yeah it's really tough Uh, it kind of it kind of like if they were gonna build up Shayna Baszler I feel like they should have kept the title on Liv and then had a program between Liv and Shayna yeah yeah I I felt like that I feel like that would have been the better route I it's it's crazy because when we when Ronda first came on the scene everyone was like Oh, she 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 picked up this so quickly. She's like the female Kurt Angle. Yeah. She's gonna do great. She had the match at WrestleMania, but then again, it was a tag match, you know. Yeah. So you can you can kind of cover up some of the bad things, and then that went so well that they strapped the rocket to her, and mm-hmm. now she's kind of getting exposed. Like maybe <laughs> she's not really at the top of the level that that she's portraying herself to be at. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to put it, and that is the most obvious way to put it. She is getting absolutely exposed right now, and it is not good. Yeah, it, it, the match itself, I like I said, I don't know if it was just a lack of chemistry or yeah. or, or or not being ready. Who? Because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't put the blame on Shotzi. No, I, no, no. no. I, you know i felt like ronda was kind of sandbagging her a little yeah like i said that ddt on the apron mm-hmm. ronda had no business holding onto the rope like why were you holding onto the rope she it's like and i've seen some of these accusations on twitter and it's really hard to argue with them where it's like she's refusing to take these big bumps for her opponents right like and she's scared yeah and i mean Granted, yeah, I don't think I would want to take a DDT off the apron, but if you trust your opponent enough, it won't be a problem. But clearly, uh, she doesn't want to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, again, I asked you guys, again, Ronda Rousey, she beats Shotzi with an armbar submission, and that match was, uh, like okay. we said, it, was, it, it wasn't any good. I asked you guys what you guys thought on Twitter, and this one got a lot of votes. For this match, yeah, but sure. but yeah, but not for good reasons. Eighty five percent of the votes that came in for this match gave it one flame. Yeah, and and I, I, I something so. something leads me to believe if if zero flames was an option, then <laughs> that probably would have been chosen. If negative flames were an option, it would have been chosen. <laughs> Snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> I think about doing that one of these days. Maybe, maybe we have to. I might have to break that out on the old Twitter timeline uh, for the bad matches. Uh, but moving on, we had a triple threat match uh, for the United States Championship was Seth freaking Rollins defended the United States Championship against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. And this match, uh, the the decision that they went with for the finale of this match 
and yeah. the winner of this match was very polarizing. Some people <laughs> thought it was a good idea. Some people thought it was a bad idea. Some people were just flat out surprised at the decision. Uh, and that decision was to give, not really give, let's say he earned it. Austin yes. Theory uh, picks up the victory when Bobby Lashley went to spear Seth Rollins in the middle of doing a Falcon Arrow on Austin Theory. So Austin Theory falls on Rollins and gets the one, two, three. There you have it. That was the match. The match was okay. Um, I'm starting to enjoy Bobby Lashley's work a little bit more. And yeah. he's 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 really carrying himself in the sense that whatever they tell him to do, he's going to do it, and he's going to do it very well. He's very reliable. Um, and Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. I yeah. think the story here is definitely Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like... Was I happy that he won the title? Not necessarily, but I feel like if that was how the outcome was going to happen, it made sense to do it the way they did because I don't think anyone really gave him a chance because, again, you have Seth freaking Rollins, you have Bobby Lashley. You couldn't really see him believably beating one of those two clean, like full Mm -hmm. on clean. So for him to like luck into the title, I guess makes sense, but I just wish they would have had it on Rollins a little longer, but I mean, I guess it makes, um, I guess it makes sense to prove to people that, uh, Theory's career is not fully buried because Mm -hmm. a lot of people were wondering that when he, for some reason, like we said, we'll never understand, uh, cashed in the briefcase on the U S titles. So I guess it's a good way to rebound, but, uh, would I have put it on him? No, I wouldn't have, but I would have kept it on Seth. But if that was how they were going to do it, it uh, I guess that was the only way to do it for it to actually make sense. But my goodness, the crowd was not happy about it. And uh, they let them know. But uh, yeah. the yeah, the match itself, it was fine. There wasn't really anything that I remember besides the ending. So uh, take with that what you will. <laughs> I, the thing is with me. Like, like you said, and it's funny because I feel like in a sense, if I don't know if you watched that, uh, that press conference after Survivor Series, but Triple H, I, I don't want to say he took a shot, but it was kind of a stiff, a stiff little, stiff little poke. Mm-hmm. And he said two months ago, uh, you know, Theory's career was almost dead and buried. Yeah. And now, and now it's back and it's, it's fresh mm-hmm. and it's new. And here's the thing. From the moment I saw Austin Theory years before he showed up in WWE, I looked at him and I said, that guy is the prototypical WWE superstar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's the prototypical WWE superstar. I give, it, I give it three to five years before he ends up being world champion. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Like, like you said, he's got the look. He's, he's honestly not that he's not bad in the ring. It's just, he kind of has that like annoying go away heat for right. obvious reasons from the old regime. But yeah, I honestly would not be surprised if he's a champion in three to five years. I I, I honestly think he's going to be the champion. And I think this is going to be a catalyst. This is going to be a moment that to look back and said, this is what propelled him. He was going in the wrong trajectory, and then this happened, and it just it just turned his career right around and did a one eighty. You know, yeah. yep. I feel I feel like that. That's why I feel like him winning was a good thing. 
And I feel like the the United States Championship, much much like the Intercontinental Championship, it, it's a workhorse title. And they've for the past two months they've made these titles, these secondary titles, like the Intercontinental Championship and the U.S. title, mean something. Mm-hmm. So it's on theory. It's up to theory to make the title mean something more than it is already meaning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Hopefully he can pull it off and be a great champion. I feel like they're still going to do some stuff with, uh, with Seth Rollins, which is good for theory. I think the more he gets in there with the top of the top of the crop, you know, he's going to do a lot better and he's going to solidify himself as a viable performer. Yeah, and yeah, you put yourself into a ring with Seth Rollins, you're immediately going to get better. That's just that's just how good he is. So I can't wait to see a, a feud with those two because it should be pretty good. Yeah, definitely. So I asked you guys what you thought of the match. Again, Austin Theory falls into the cover and wins back the U.S. Championship. So I asked you guys what you thought of the match. And out of the votes that came in, 59% gave it four flame emojis. So you guys definitely enjoyed that match. And then that brings us again. This was a short little show. It wasn't anything, you know, crazy. Um, There was only five matches on the entire card. So we're already at the main event, which is the Bloodline. Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa, The Usos, and Roman Reigns taking on Sheamus. Uh, I was going to say Pete Dunne, Butch, (laughs) Ridge Holland, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. And for me, uh, I, I don't... Think, I don't think this was like a match of the year candidate. No, but in in the in the sense of telling a story, oh yeah, one of the one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, storytelling wise, absolutely. Um, I mean, they were even hinting at it and playing it up before the match even started. Throughout the mm-hmm. night, they where does Sammy's allegiances lie? He was talking to Kevin on SmackDown. So, are they still friends? Is he going to turn on? Uh, the bloodline because Kevin told him to is he fully with the bloodline Roman saw what he needed to see and then it played out in the ring and yeah it didn't really have as much as much uh, action I thought as the women's match mm-hmm. it, it was the complete opposite where it was the women's match was more about the action and less storytelling and the men's was less action more storytelling so it was yeah it was not my favorite match of the night, but it was still good. And it was just, uh, I mean, from the, even the beginning, Roman having his own little chair inside the cage was like, <laughs> yeah. funny because that's just him. Um, I like the uh, play he made where instead of Jimmy going to help Jay out as the next competitor, he sent Sammy. So it's like, all right, now we're going to really see if this is this is the case. And then... With Sammy finally just turning his back on Kevin and joining the bloodline. It was, there were so many storytelling spots that were so good. And yeah, it was a, again, not the best match of the night, but I think it was a, it was a good way to end it. Yeah, definitely was a good way to end it. For me, as a wrestling fan, that's been a wrestling fan since, like I've always said, my earliest memories of life involve wrestling and I'm 36 Mm -hmm. years old. So I've seen a lot of wrestling. So it, it's gotten to a point where it's hard for me to 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 sit and watch WWE and even AEW at a certain point and yeah. go, that's a good story. You know, for mm-hmm. an adult like me, that's a good story. I enjoy this story. I want to see more of it. 
And for me, this bloodline story with Sammy, it's it's the best story I've seen since Kofi Mania. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there's so many layers to it. It can go it can go a bunch of different ways. It doesn't even everybody's going because I was talking to a friend of mine and I felt like everybody has this same train of thought where they're going, yeah, this was great, but either Sammy's going to turn on the bloodline or the bloodline's going to turn on Sammy. And eventually, yes, that's going to happen, but we don't have to get there. You know, yeah. again, there, there's so many layers to add to this, especially now that, you know, Kevin Owens is in the fray again and Kevin and, and Sammy's relationship. If they were to do a one-on-one feud proper and, mm-hmm. and let them go at it, man, imagine the ma- the WWE matches because Ring of Honor got some really good matches out of El Generico and Kevin Steen. So yeah. imagine so imagine if WWE can recreate that and get great matches out of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just for a little bit before we get to the turn. Cuz I feel yeah. like th- I feel like that would be- make it even sweeter when when the bloodline turns on Sami and they beat him down and then you hear Kevin Owens music come out. That place yeah. is going to go insane. Yeah, I mean, and just think, they've had good matches in WWE before. I can't remember yeah. how long they had. They literally made merch over it. They literally had Fight Forever merch with those two on it. So they're capable of clearly putting on good matches. However, I did see, and it was on. I'm trying to remember. It was um, it was that picture of like Solisakoa just kind of like standing away from like the group as like the Usos and Sammy were hugging, mm-hmm. and someone made up a very good point. They're like, you know. And this could be a really good storytelling thing where Solo knows that the bloodline doesn't like Sammy and he's not happy about it. And he doesn't like how they're being fake with him and pretending all this. And he's not playing along because if you think about it, when Sammy kind of officially was like brought into the bloodline, when Solo made it on SmackDown, who did he want in his corner? Sammy. Yeah. he wanted so Sammy. I'm like that could be a good avenue if they wanted to like switch it up a little bit because i don't think anyone's expecting that but that remains to be seen and 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 that's one thing about the war games too i felt like uh solo sokoa got a little bit of time to shine yeah Uh, i i feel like what they lost in umaga you know they're gonna they're in the the big man that can move like a freight train that samoan sort of just aura around him they're gonna get with solo sokoa so that's pretty cool in its own right that he can carry on that legacy and 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 cory graves even brought that up that there, there was shades of umaga there i just felt like solo sokoa it was really cool to see him shine a little bit amongst the chaos of the the war games match and the same thing goes for butch and rich holland both got time to shine that's mm-hmm. what kind of made it match uh, this was this was a well-constructed again the story the story of it it wasn't that it wasn't match of the night in, se- in the sense of the action but the story of it just had you on the edge of your seat wanting to see what was going to happen and then when the to to cap it off for me at the very end when jay finally hugs sammy yeah. and acknowledges yeah. that he's part of the bloodline and he really wants to fight for the bloodline and those two embrace and that crowd goes insane yeah it's almost it's it's almost like they want the bloodline to win which is not supposed to happen 
Yeah, it, it honestly was. And again, they did a good job throughout that match building up of the, hey, I'm actually on your side. Like, Sammy pulled Jay out of the way before he got his head kicked off. They... He stopped the ref from counting to, uh, or when Kevin had the pin, he stopped the ref from counting to three. So it took him how many, like pretty much getting the shit kicked out of him all night to prove that, hey, I'm actually on your side. And then finally ending with the low blow and the haluva kick. It's like, that was, that was just so good. They, they could not have done that any better. Yeah, I agree. I agree entirely. So I asked you guys what you thought of the match on Twitter. What do you grade it? And of course, out of all the votes that came in, uh, this was the most voted match of the night. 67% of the votes that came in gave it four flames. Uh, rightfully so. It's just, yeah. for me, incredible storytelling. Just incredible storytelling. Yeah, I completely agree. So that is our recap of Survivor Series. Again, it was a short show to get through because there was only five matches on the card. But again, with the with the women's and the men's uh, War Games matches each getting about an hour, uh, you know, yeah. they, they really didn't want to pack a bunch of stuff in it, a bunch of meaningless stuff. They wanted to keep it meaningful matches, meaningful stories, and feuds kind of progressing. So I really appreciate WWE for taking this route. Yeah, it's like, thank you. Well, I think they also kind of saw what AEW's been doing, where I feel like I need five naps just to get through an entire pay-per-view. So <laughs> they were like, you know what? Maybe less is more. And yeah, they're right. Yeah, and you know what? I even think they're taking December off of pay-per-view because yeah. I don't, they, they're advertising Royal Rumble, and Royal Rumble's not till the last Saturday of January. I know, and I can't wait for that because, as I've said before, that is my favorite uh, WWE pay-per-view ever, so I'm excited for that one. But, yeah, it's like sometimes you don't always need to pack in a pay-per-view every month. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like you said, they maybe took that from AEW as well, and mm-hmm. and and maybe in the sense less is more. Hopefully we get less pay-per-views because a pay-per-view a month, I felt like, yeah. you know, the one good thing that AEW does is they make important matches for Dynamite and Rampage. Really yeah. important matches. Almost pay-per-view worthy matches for those shows. So I feel like WWE can take that and do the same and make Raw and SmackDown, which they already do to a point. Yeah. Um, but definitely taking those breaks from pay-per-view and adding a little pay-per-view spice to the TV shows can maybe boost up some ratings. That and they let the rivalries and the storylines breathe a little. It's very. Mm-hmm. It was very tough to try and if you want maybe a month-long rivalry to end at a pay-per-view, it's like you only have like three, four shows to do it, and it just felt rushed and just silly at some times. So, yeah, it's glad that we actually have enough time to make these storylines meaningful and worth our while and not insulting our intelligence over it. And, yeah, it's, I'm glad that they finally take it on the less is more mentality because it's working wonders for them. For sure, for sure. So, again, that's the coverage of Survivor Series. Again, the next pay-per-view is not till the end of January, the last Saturday of January with the Royal Rumble. Hopefully something in between comes about. But uh, why don't we get to our favorite part of the show where we answer some questions? I know we got a lot of questions to get through. So why don't we get through it? Yeah, let me get to uh i'm glad that i remembered this i know mike had sent a couple questions in a few days ago so we're gonna start with his so mike thank you for your questions as always thank you um, mike 
<laughs> this one's this one's funny. Uh, who's on our Mount Punchmore of wrestling? So four wrestlers with the most punchable face. His are Corbin, Sammy Guevara, Daddy Magic, and Matt Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Sammy Guevara is definitely up there. Um, uh-huh. uh, I think for you and I, it probably would be Jericho. Mm. I think just out of sheer annoyance. Um, <laughs> hmm. Who else? See, it's it's oh. hard because we're such nice people. <laughs> we try to be. That, yeah. that, that even if we don't like a person, we wouldn't be like, oh, we're we were gonna punch him in the face because yeah. we can't do it. We just detest their face now. Now Jericho, <laughs> Jericho is definitely up there. Yes, for me. So yeah. is Sammy Guevara. I'm gonna throw one out. Uh, the Miz. Oh yes, yeah. The I Miz. Yeah. The Miz for me. I don't. I, you know, there was a part of me one at one time when he was Intercontinental Champion and he was having that feud with Roman Reigns that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is really good. And the stuff he did with Daniel Bryan, where they were arguing on Talking Smack, yeah. I was like, okay, maybe it's time for me to turn the corner on the Miz. But now he's just reverted back into the old Miz, and yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. You're like, well, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I just don't care. Uh, Corbin is another good one. Corbin is another good one. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um, I feel like, at least for me, I guess, for the women's side, I feel like the two that I can come up with right away, and I'm sure Jeff is going to love this one, probably Charlotte Flair and uh, even Marie, those two, it was <laughs> like, no. Um yeah, those are the ones I got. Yeah, I like those. Those are good ones. That was a good question too. Sometimes we, sometimes we want those like mean questions, I guess, <laughs> to show. Got to let out a little bit of aggression. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are our thoughts on Jericho's comments about pro wrestling as an Olympic sport? Pro wrestling is an Olympic sport. I don't know how the hell you would make that happen. Yeah, unless I, I don't remember the comments to be honest. I feel like maybe he did he compare it to an Olympic sport, which if that's the case, it's like um, eh. it's just I and this is no disrespect to professional wrestling, obviously, but it's it's predetermined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the their their stories involved. I mean, New Japan kind of kind of does this thing where they they'll just pair up two dudes and let them beat the shit out of each other and try to build a story that way yeah but i feel like the athleticism there yeah but there's just too much ego to say well we're not gonna let our promotion our top guy in our promotion only be a bronze medalist that's not gonna happen yeah i feel like that would just be a mess that would be a mess i mean for me, I would I would love a, a moment where a bunch of companies can get together and do like a wrestling summit. Yeah, but but you would have to drop all the egos. That's not happening. That it's just not wrestling is built upon egos. Yeah, that's the, pretty much the center of most storylines. So is yeah. ego. Yeah, <laughs> you can, I mean, hell, Ethan Page has made his career out of. 
ego. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it wouldn't it wouldn't work. There's no way. It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work at all. No. But um, I know he actually asked some uh, when we sent our tweet out. So we'll just get his as well from earlier. Um, he thought the women's war games match was better than the men's for action, but the men's was better than the women's for storytelling. Do we agree or disagree? I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree as well. And that's kind of what I loved about this is that they were two polar opposite matches, but great in their own right. One for action and, and chaotic mess that was going on with the yeah. women's. And, and, and I love the fact that they let the women just go out there with the weapons and do their own thing. They yeah. didn't hold them back or, or put them in reserve or anything. They said, no, nah, if you want to use weapons, go out there and use weapons and just just be careful. But the way yeah. they went out there and they did their thing, and he's exactly right. The women's was more chaotic, weapons, and more action. The men was all about telling a story using wrestling, which I love. Yeah, exactly. Um Honestly, if I had to pick my favorite of the night, it probably would have been the women just for the action alone. Like it was just mm -hmm. crazy from start to finish car crash in the best way possible. Um, I think at least for me, that was my match of the night. I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely liked it. Out of, out of the five, I mean, I'm so enamored with the bloodline storytelling. It's just it's just phenomenal storytelling to the point where I'm I want to know who's who's writing this story, who's putting this together, who's saying yeah. yes, who's saying no. Who deserves a raise? Yes, yes. Is this the creative writing team that they're working with? Because they're doing a bang up job. If that's the case, is it Paul Heyman? Is you know I I'm just so enamored with the whole thing and the whole process of it and the whole fact that it mm -hmm. is it is captivating the audience too. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like it makes you, as we always say, want to tune in every week, which is what gets you the ratings. So yeah. I don't think they could, if they tried at this point, screw it up. I mean, there, there's a chance they could, but I don't, they're not going to, they know what uh, they're doing. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. I give them all the credit. They, like I said, this is the best story um since since Kofi Mania for me because Kofi Mania was another storytelling moment where I was just like every single week I was like this is the greatest thing ever right you know like this is amazing how they're just building this one person up who had no business being in this predicament and all of a sudden he's becoming the world champion at WrestleMania it's almost the same way it's almost the same way it's like there's no reason for Sami Zayn to even be aligned with the bloodline. He doesn't mm -hmm. fit in. He's a complete nuisance. He, you know, he yeah. just does. But he just, and it was it was supposed to be a joke. It was supposed to be yeah. a joke. Oh yeah, I'm I'm the honorary oos. I'm looking out for the bloodline. I'm almost like in the bloodline, and then now he's in the bloodline. Yeah, you know? it's just so many layers, man. This is such a great story. It's yeah, it's it's just great. We we can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> For real. That's why I wanted to come on this podcast. That's why yeah. we did it in the middle of the week so I could just rant and rave about how great the bloodline is. Yeah, right. We had plenty of things we wanted to rant and rave about even if I'm feeling like the more I talk the more I'm dying, but <laughs> the things we we do for our listeners. Yes. We we, we push through. Um, all right, so that was all of Mike's questions. So thank you again. Um, Thanks, Mike. Let's go for let's go with mom's questions next. So mom, thank you. 
Um, all right, the women's. All right, this is the question I've been waiting for. The women's opening war games match was amazing. Who was our MVP? The MVP. It's, it's hard for me to go against Becky because she won it for the team, but I got to give props to Dakota Kai, who just uh-huh. got her ass. She just got her ass beat the entire time. What did I just, say? She what? just kept coming back. What did I I called it? I said she was going to be the MVP yet again, and boy was she for like you said the sole fact of the amount of bumps that she took and the types of bumps she took. She she deserves her flowers because that is that is Dakota Kai in a nutshell. She is willing to go out there and even if she doesn't win, still get you to go. My God, she uh, withstood a lot of punishment there and kept coming back for more and then literally turned right around and wrestled a match on Monday. So without a doubt there, it was only a matter of if someone was going to change my mind and they didn't uh, Dakota Kai was definitely the MVP of that match for sure. I agree. I agree. Um, And then to go um, lessen the mood a little bit, she said the (laughs) Ronda match was hard to watch, which yeah, it it was. (laughs) Um, She thought Shayna had a better match with Shotzi than Ronda did. Yeah, yeah. At they this did. point, uh, at this point, a broom could probably have a better match with Shotzi than that match. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it just it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was bad. No. It was bad. No, Ronda sandbagged her, especially on that DDT. That DDT just sealed oh. it for me. This match is not going to be good. Um, no, no. And then, and then the weird submission moves that she was trying to put on Shotzi. Well, and it was like she it's she does this weird thing and I don't understand it. And maybe you can answer this question for me. Why does she call to the crowd like she's a good guy? But then I mean, and then but she's not like, she's not. And then, and then she gets mad when she doesn't get the adulation. I and mean, you can't, yeah. And you can't tell the difference if she's like playing to the crowd as a heel or a face. And that's not good. If you have to sit there and look and be like. Is she actually pandering to the crowd or is she like being a heel? Because if you can't tell the difference, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one thing to be a tweener, but at least be good at it. Yeah. And she's not good <laughs> at it at all. Not, not good at it at all. <sighs> no. So, needless to say, I'm waiting for Shayna to take it off her. And I'm hoping that it is sooner rather than later because, good God, does that division need uh, something else, like anything else? please i'm begging you (laughs) um uh the men's war games match was hard hitting uh for her sammy was the vip or the the mvp of the match which yeah i think kind of for the same reason he was putting those storyline pieces together he was also getting the shit kick out of him so uh yeah i would i would agree that sammy was the uh the mvp yeah, from blocking uh, the three count from the referee to low-blowing Kevin Owens and then hitting him with the Huluva kick to solidify himself being a member of the bloodline and wrestling for the bloodline. Um, like you said, he car- he's carrying the story. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's like a puzzle. It's almost like a puzzle, and the pieces just keep falling into yeah. piece, and then the bigger picture comes together, and you're just like, wow, this is the mm-hmm. masterpiece. Exactly, so... I feel like if you wanted to, we would have spent the entire episode talking about that, which probably, 
maybe sometime it'll maybe we'll get to some days who we'll do like a retrospective episode of the history yeah. of the bloodline yeah honestly i feel like we could for as long as something's going on <laughs> it, it could happen you never know stay yeah, tuned for sure um what are and our final question was what are our thoughts on survivor series as a whole i thought it was really good i loved it i loved it but again the one thing i loved about it it was easily digestible yes you know yeah there weren't seven eight matches on the card there were five matches on the card mm-hmm. each match had a story even the ronda rousey Shotty, even though it was a bad match it still had yeah. a story yeah somewhere you know, it wasn't it wasn't a match that was thrown together the whole point was oh my god Shotzi comes out of nowhere she wins this six-pack challenge and now she's challenging for the title a relative newcomer who hasn't got her time to shine so far it just didn't work out in her favor all night at work but you know um again the main thing for me was that this show for a big show like survivor series it was easily digestible and the stories got built and they keep going so that's good stuff for me yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. It's If it would have been 10 matches, that would have just been like, oh my god, it's a chore to watch this pay-per-view, and it wasn't. So, yeah, props to them for trimming it down, and I, I'm glad that if if every card we would get from now on was less matches but better quality, I would take that over crappy matches, but i get more wrestling every time. Right. I like that. So, yes, I... I definitely agree that Survivor Series was a very good event, and I will most likely rewatch that uh, Women's War Games match at some point. But um, So that was all of Mom's questions, so thank you again. And we're going to end with uh, Jack's questions. So Jack, thank you for your questions as always. Um, Thanks, Jack. <laughs> we get to go right back into this. How would we grade Ronda's current run to him? It seems underwhelming so far, but hopefully we get Shayna or Becky feuds going into Mania season, uh, except he unfortunately thinks it'll probably be Charlotte. Please don't talk that into existence, Jack. I'm begging you. I, <laughs> I don't. I, I think I think, I think think the queen's coming back. She is, but I just hope it's not for that what? title. You could tell a, you can eh, hold on. You could tell a really good story with Shayna and Ronda going into WrestleMania. That story, like I've said five thousand times on this show, writes itself. Yeah, it, you can you can tell a good story. It's just I don't. I think they may be afraid to pull that trigger. I I mean I would hope not because Triple H knows what Shayna is capable of. I mean, for God's sakes, he helped put together her like best title run, like one of the best. NXT period title runs of mm-hmm. all time. So I, he knows what he has. So she she can get it done. I, I'm can. I'm I'm definitely with you in the sense that she can get it done and be a competent champion. I don't even I for me I, pull the trigger now. If you're gonna do yes. it, pull the trigger now. And I think it would be great. You know, they're just in the ring. You know, Ronda's t- gloating about being champion, and then Shayna just comes behind her, kind of similar to the way that Samoa Joe did it with Wardlow, and yeah. kind of just decks her in the face. Yeah, you know exactly. She, she could just be like, "I I've beaten everybody there is to beat. There's no one here left to challenge." And then Shayna's like, "Well, what about me?" And then boom. Yeah. You know exactly. Like, I just <sighs> obviously we have yet to see if this theory 
is going to be proven true or not. But I really hope that with Vince gone, they don't fall into that trap that they really always had with or with Charlotte, where it was, oh, well, this isn't really working, so we're just going to go back to old reliable. We're just going to throw it back on Charlotte just for the sake of, I don't know, just because, because they know what they have in her. That happened way too often. And I think that's why people turned on her, because it's like, really, you could have given us this woman, you could have given us her, you could have given us somebody else, but no, we had to go back to Charlotte for no reason whatsoever. I still think to this day that Becky and Rhonda did not need Charlotte in that match at WrestleMania. I, hell, I even wrote an article about it back then, that she had no business being in that main event, and I still stand by that decision today, but... You don't always need to put Charlotte in everything important. She can actually take a backseat to things. And I just hope that Triple H and company realize that because they're not going to be too happy, the fans, if we just get the same old status quo with Charlotte. Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. Um, I, I just feel like Charlotte comes back and, of course, she's not going to be satisfied unless she's in the main event picture. You yeah. know, and they're And they're going to succumb to that and give her what she wants um but i i'm enjoying the fact that they're trying it with different people they tried it with Liv morgan they tried it with shati who's next who's next on the list to maybe go up against ronda rousey and hopefully can pull out a good match with ronda rousey because it's becoming increasingly difficult to do so and like when it's all said and done you want to talk about grading Ronda's title reigns? I feel like it's just going to be forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing really to remember other than her losing the title to Liv when Liv cashed it in. Yeah, that's literally it. And if that's all you can remember, that is not a good sign at all. Um, I honestly just kind of had an idea. If they... Well, it's always, again, always a big if, but, you know, maybe if I talk it into existence, it might happen. If, obviously, Charlotte comes back, like, right away, mm. and she tries to pull the, oh, I'm just going to skip the line and go, like, ahead, and Shayna is like, yeah, no, that's not happening, you'll have to go through me to get it. How big of a win would that be if Charlotte plays the game and she's like, oh, sure, yeah, okay, like, yeah, you can... We'll see who gets the title shot, me or you, and Shayna beats her. Flat out just beats her clean. I mm-hmm. Don't say she's going to choke her out because I doubt they'd ever have Charlotte tap. But if Shayna beats her, that is a big deal. You want to instantly sure. get Shayna back to like where she was because obviously it's nice having her on TV. But, you know, you kind of need that like they're still showing the killer instinct, which I appreciate because that's when Shayna's at her best but if you want to immediately get people to notice her especially if they're gonna set up a Shayna versus Ronda thing and Charlotte's coming back have her beat Charlotte that is would be the biggest well maybe not the biggest win of her career but for a while it would be her biggest win for a little while up until this point no I think I think it's another smart way to set up if you were to set up Shayna versus Ronda because like you said she'd have to go through Shayna and then she beats uh, Charlotte Flair. Like you said, that's a big deal. Beating yeah. Char- Charlotte Flair is a big deal. So that should automatically put her in line to be a, to be uh, in, in line for a title. Now, the way they could do it is Ronda is kind of faking being happy for Shayna. 
you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, oh, you beat her, and now the front office is giving you a title shot. I'm so happy for you for getting <laughs> this title shot. You deserve this moment, everything like that. But you're not really going to beat me, are you? You know? Mm-hmm. They can yeah. go that route. And then Shayna kind of comes to her senses and says, the only way this is going to happen is if I, you know, if I actually beat her. Yeah, that or sure that or they could even have Ronda kind of do the ducking thing where it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be really cool if we actually had a title match. But yeah, we don't really need that. Right. You could be focused on like something else and Shane can go, well, yeah, but you're ducking me because, you know, I can beat you because I know you better than anyone else. And you could do that way. I don't know. I mean, I like that way, too. Only time will tell, but I'm just hoping at some point it just ends with Shayna winning the title. Um, (laughs) That's all I ever want at this point, but who knows? Um, It'll be interesting, especially whenever Charlotte inevitably comes back, what they're going to do, but we'll (laughs) see. Charlotte to you is like Jericho to me. Uh, I mean, Jericho was Jericho to me as well. Um, I feel like... (laughs) I feel like that's more Jeff. That is Jeff's <laughs> yeah, Chris Jericho. Je- yes, yeah, Jeff really doesn't <laughs> like doesn't like uh, Charlotte at all. Huh? No. Um. Whenever we do get him on the show, I'm sure that will come up at some point. And uh, if you really want to get him mad, just bring up Charlotte, and then we'll have three <laughs> hours of a show because he'll just say. <laughs> how how good how good of uh, a Joshi wrestler would Charlotte be? Oh God, he, we'd be there all night. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Oh, um, geez. You know what? Speaking of Jericho, I, I have to give him credit. The match against Tomohiro Ishii was pretty. Oh, the bloody chest. Oh my God. That, it was pretty good. That was gi- that was good. I'll give him that. That son of a bitch. Still annoying though, but <laughs> still don't want him to have the title. But hey, no, uh, still don't want him to have that title. It's so much to the point now, especially with you and I, where it's oh well, Claudio has to beat him for the title, or he joins the Appreciation Society. I'm already resigned to the fact he's going to join because because yeah, because I haven't been proven otherwise. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jericho will be like, oh, this is going to be a really cool thing we can do, and then he can whatever you know, politic backstage, whatever. It's just I don't, I have no hope for Claudio winning, so I'd like to be pleasantly surprised. Oh, don't we all? But it's Jericho. Exactly. Um, oh, Jericho. Yeah, I know. Um, but back to the questions, Jack's questions <laughs> though. Um, his next question is, what do we think is next for Alexa Bliss? Mm, that's very interesting because they're 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 hinting at something different or something weird's going on with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she didn't really look overly ecstatic that they won. She just was kind of like, "Hey, yay, we won!" It's like, "What's going on?" Like, <laughs> do you need to go back to therapy, Alexa? Do you have something you are telling us? <laughs> um, yeah, so they have to do something with her because. She's really yeah. good. She's yeah. becoming a veteran. Yeah, and it's just like she's too good not to just kind of give her something like boring. You need to give her something meaningful, and mm-hmm. she hasn't really had that in a while. I mean, you can't even count the like tag titles because those are just kind of like I don't know why you even gave them to her and Oscar in the first place, but whatever. But yeah, she needs something. I don't, I mean, maybe with the Wyatts. I don't know. I feel like that's gonna be a little too obvious, but something she just needs something she needs something for sure 
Um, should war games become the new tradition at Survivor Series? I'd I'm be gonna okay go with, with I I would be okay with it, but I also would be okay with it not being a a, a continuous thing of the war games. Um, give it just, its own show. Maybe, maybe give it its own show. Um, or just kind of use it as, as a blow off thing. You know? Yeah, maybe. To blow off a feud, I do, I just don't want I don't want it to become like Hell in a Cell, you know. Yeah. Hell in a Cell was really cool, and then they just kind of beat it into the death, you know. Yeah, true. Where they had Hell in a Cell matches and then Hell in a Cell pay per view, so I just don't want it to become. But if, if if they do decide to give it its own little show, I wouldn't be mad at it because they know how to book War Games matches. Yeah, Spe- I think that's probably why. Yeah, specifically whatever regime. Uh, Triple H is running. They know how to book war games matches. They just they mm-hmm. all seem to work. Even me, I'm like, because some of these teams didn't like we did. We predicted that it could have been Tegan Knox that came back. We predicted yeah. it could have been Becky. We had we had plenty of ideas that all were solid ideas, you know. But sometimes they just come up with ideas out of left field. Like I don't know, like adding Mia Yim to the to the field yeah. uh, of of women. I was like, how is that going to work? She would work better if they did like a traditional Survivor Series elimination match, her and, mm-hmm. and Rhea Ripley, which they had that match on Raw. They had the whole OC versus all of Judgment Day, and that worked out pretty well. Yeah, but it was I a really good they, match. Yeah, I thought they were going to go that route for Survivor Series. They didn't. They added her to War Games, and look, it worked. Yeah, it worked out really well. So I have full trust in whatever Triple H's regime decides to do when it comes to war games and how they want to use it. I uh, I completely agree with that. Um, all right, we got some a- we got some AEW questions now. Uh, what are our thoughts Uh-oh. on the elites' actions during their Chicago match? I, Jack thought it was funny and a good way to heal it up for the rowdy crowd. Yeah, the crowd did not like them at all. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't. No. Um, hey, I mean. They knew what was going to happen. So if you already know that you're going to get booed out of the building in a place like Chicago, you know what? Go for it, right? Just like you said, heal it up because what are they going to do? Like they're going to boo you regardless. So just go and like play into it. The only thing I didn't like about it was Kenny Omega says to, to whoever, to the press or whatever uh, he goes, I just wish people would let it go. Uh-huh. And then they go, and then they go ahead and do those things on on the show where they're uh, mocking CM Punk and you yeah. know and, and everything that happened. So I mean, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna heal it up, heal it up. I'm all for it. If it if it makes them go <laughs> boo and makes them get out of their seat and makes them angry, go for it because it works. But don't sit there and go. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to get over it and then do stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Don't be a hypocrite. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. that I was kind of thinking that, too, where it's like, you were kind of the one that didn't want to talk about this anymore, and yet you were the one that were biting people and hitting like the GTS, so it's like, okay, that's the pot calling the kettle black, but all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh, does the Dark Order survive after this most recent betrayal? And oh, what boy, a betrayal. Well, poor negative one. <laughs> he's so good he's so good yeah like uh, i mean the worst part is though is that we kind of saw it coming but 
you kind of hoped it wasn't going to happen, but it did. But negative, it's like, negative one just kneeling there with the mask, like, what am I going to do? He wasn't even, like, dejected. He was just, like, so disappointed. And I was just sitting in there going, this kid is good. Yeah, and Vance is just smirking. And it's like, okay, you're being a real jerk right now. You're doing you're your job, jerk. right? Yeah, yeah. I ugh. it was it was good. It was definitely good. Um, but I, if I, they're gonna survive, ugh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna survive. I think they're gonna go their own separate ways, which um I think is smart because I think John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I've seen them work since they were on the Independence as a tag team, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen how good they actually are yet as a team. They yeah. can be a really viable team for AEW. And the same can be said for uh, Stu Grayson and Iwo Uno, as well, they were called on the independence, uh, the Super Smash Brothers. Um, but they're a great team as well. A really good team that has cohesive tag team maneuvers. So I feel like the Dark Order yeah. is, in, is in a spot where they have no direction. And it's a shame because they never really fully capitalized on their popularity. Like, they could have easily won the tag titles at some point. For but sure. It just, I don't know, for some reason it was just, I don't know, maybe case of terrible timing. We've seen that happen a couple times in uh, pro wrestling. But, yeah, it's a shame because people obviously like them. But, yeah, you would have thought just for Brody's sake they would have been able to like, keep it going. So, it's a little yeah, disappointing. I think, I think that's what it is. I think I think they're trying to keep it together for Brody's sake. And yeah. sometimes that's kind of tough to do. Yeah, especially now, it's like, you can't see them recruiting more people, so I mean, maybe they just keep the Dark Order as, I don't know, like, just that core three, who knows, but I, eh, yikes. (laughs) It's tough, it's tough, but it's just a shame, because they could have done so much better with them, but that's another rant for another time, I suppose. (laughs) Now I know, (laughs) speaking of another rant, um... Has the Jericho Appreciation Society hurt the development and or momentum of Ty Conti and Anna Jay? Absolutely, they have. Um, they they have, I think. Well, because Ty's not even wrestling, so yeah. that pretty much tells you right there. And Anna Jay, it's like, I have quickly just not cared about her at all. Because yeah. you took someone who had talent and had... Per- I mean, she still has the talent. That's the worst part. You, ha- She had somewhat of a personality to... I'm just, I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to choke you. That's like, that's all she can do. Or now she's like just screaming. That's all her personality is. is just screaming. And it's a shame because they were so good. Like even as a team, they were, I mean, how people are forgetting the fact that they had that street fight with, um, Bunny and Penelope Ford. One of the most like bloody matches we have seen in quite some time for the women, and now no one cares about it because it's just like the apathy. Apathy is set in. I think that's a that's a fair assessment. I mean, I think for me, I just I didn't care about Ty Conti. I haven't cared about Ty Conti since she had that match with Britt Baker. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. the last time I cared about Ty Conti. Anna Jay, not saying that she doesn't have anything to offer. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's there, uh, but I just it hasn't come out yet to say, oh, this is who she is. This is what she can do. Yeah, you know? and I, she could have she could have done that with the Dark Order, but 
no, you have to put her on the back burner of the Appreciation Society to just be, like, a center, like, a side piece, pretty much. Like, she's there, but she's not doing anything of substance, and it's a shame. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, It's just that they're not doing... I don't know if that's to blame Jericho. No, it's his group. it's, It's his group, but I feel like... I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't blame Jericho. I feel like part of it is just that they don't have anything substantial to to make like you said to make these girls stand out. Yeah, they're just kind of in the in the background. That's pretty much it. Um, well, and now and Ty's just evolved into just being Sammy Guevara's wife, which is like that's kind of sad. It's just yeah. like that's all we know. But hey, I mean, they chose to play into that, and this is what they're getting. So. That's what you get when you go for an old AEW. Uh-huh. And I feel bad because I almost forgot uh, Mike had two more questions. I think we just got on the rant about the War Games matches. So uh, we still have two more questions. So, Mike, I, right. I didn't I didn't forget them. I saw them at the last minute. So um, are we getting a Becky and Bailey feud next? I think so. I think so. Like that. Oh, that segment on Raw was nice. It was very nice. Yeah, I, I like that. I like when they brawl out to the concession stand. Yeah, we don't see that very often anymore. Like, no, I'm glad they, they don't. remember that exists. Um, yeah, I can't wait. To, I mean, we know the history between those two. Those two have had good matches before, so you can't expect anything less, really. And now you got damage control into it. It's it. Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really good. I'm it also is. biased because I, I love Becky, but still. <laughs> um, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and okay, so our actual final question is if Rhea Ripley continues her feud with Mia Yim, who's going to be next for Bianca? Ooh. That's a good one. Who can be next for Bianca? Maybe, maybe that's what they're setting up Alexa Bliss for. That, or maybe that's what they're setting Charlotte Flair up for. Uh, but when Charlotte comes back, you're going to be so pissed. I mean, it's almost, it's almost not even, um... It's just now, like, it's a matter of time. <laughs> you know it's happening. It's just when. It's it's like it's like that every year around Christmas time, you know that Mariah Carey song's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, she's flying out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a matter of time for her to come back. It's just when and on what show, because she could easily be on either or. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I do. I do like that. I do like the Charlotte Flair idea. I is I like I get I get it what the the why Charlotte is so polarizing for you know you and Jeffrey and you know I get it why why she gets the 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 qualms that she does not even hate because I don't think it's hate because it's justified but yeah. I also see the other side of it is that she's really reliable in the ring when she's into it you know yeah yep. when she's into it she wants it to work she's going to work and she's going to make it look good. Kind of like her father. She's a chip off the old block, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's all a matter. I, I just kind of, I kind of want to see something different. I don't want to see Charlotte. I kind of want to see Alexa bliss. Maybe that's the route that they're going. Um, I feel like Alexa bliss and Bianca could probably tear it up because again, Alexa bliss is becoming a veteran. <laughs> With a lot of experience in the ring. You saw the experience come out when she got into war games. She was really like a house of fire, just throwing those rights and lefts. So I feel like Alexa Bliss will be a good shot, but I wouldn't be mad if it was Charlotte. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I would agree. I go more towards Alexa just for something new. I mean, I feel like if they brought Charlotte back, maybe somehow, some way, they could do just something different with her. I think that's from what I've uh, listened to Jeff. I think that's just his biggest thing with her is that nothing changes about her. It's just Charlotte Flair, the queen, all the time. Nothing new. No layers. No dimension. Nothing. So if they were to do something different, I think that's what people want is like, give us something different, except instead of just, yeah, I want the title and I'm just going to take it because I'm the opportunity. That's it. It's like, give us something else. That's all we want. I agree. agree. So now I think that's actually all the questions that we have. We finished all the questions. I believe so. Wow. Wow. Uh, That was a lot of fun to do. Um, It's always fun when we get to answer the questions. I agree. That's always like you always say. It's our favorite part of the the evening is answering the questions because they're just the they're just so much fun. It doesn't matter if they're serious or if they're like goofy, like the Mount Punchmore of wrestlers. It's, <laughs> we like we like the nice balance of stuff we get. For sure, for sure. So just to let you guys know, um, a day before we record an episode, we always drop a tweet on our Twitter at Ringside Rundown, asking you guys to send in your questions, comments opinions rants whatever you want us to talk about whatever you want to lend your voice to the show to uh drop it in the replies to that tweet so always make sure you check out our twitter account at ringside rundown um like i said we do flame emoji polls for uh pay-per-views and we also do question tweets uh for the podcast aside from posting the link to the episode and things of that nature so if you want to be a part of the show all you got to do is wait for that tweet to come out at ringside rundown Drop in the little question that you have in the replies and we'll get to it on the show. Uh, This podcast is available all across the board on the internet, whether you listen to Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast, this podcast is available by searching at Ringside Rundown or, or the Ringside Rundown podcast. If you can't find it, don't worry. One of us will hand you a link on an actual silver platter. Yeah, it's still sitting there. Still waiting. It's sitting there collecting dust, waiting for somebody to be like, I can't find the podcast and I need it now. That poor person. That poor person is not going to know what's coming to them when we just like slam that tray down and be like, oh, here we got it. (laughs) So so far, we haven't had that problem, but we have had a lot of people show us love. Uh, We got love on the Spotify wrapped. A lot of people listening to the podcast and uh we're on their spotify rap so that's pretty cool that's crazy that's that's so crazy to me but yeah yeah it's nuts so again uh listen to the podcast check us out on twitter at ringside rundown or we're on instagram if you want some wrestling pictures in your instagram feed check us out the same handle at ringside rundown if you want to talk to me personally about wrestling whatever you want to you can reach me at wrestling cron that's wrestling c-h-r-o-n you can check me out on Twitter, and I Twitch stream every every Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. I am on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric the Ghost. It's a good time on my Twitch channel. We always have fun. But Shay, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at ShailenHickson21. Um, I apologize in advance because for the, probably the next week, I'm going to be absolutely insufferable on my Twitter because I will be uh, in Florida starting saturday until the 10th uh i finally get to see galaxy's edge in disney nice so anyone who knows me knows 
that I don't think words can accurately describe how excited I am for this because Star Wars is one of my uh, one of my interests, my passions. So uh, to finally get to see the thing that I have yet to see for God, it's been open how many years now? Five. Long enough, like yeah. years. I have not seen this park or experienced anything about it. So the fact that I'm finally getting to see it, it's uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, I cannot say how excited I am, but I'm excited for you. It's gonna be such a good time. I'll have to send you pictures. It'll be yes. it'll be a good time. But uh, unfortunately, that means we'll be taking a slight break from uh, the the podcast. But we will be back eventually. I promise. But uh, until then, go check out Eric's Twitch. Like he said, it's always a good time over there. I would recommend it. Um, Thank you. And since I won't be there to talk wrestling, talk wrestling with him. It's always a yes. good time over there. Yes, I love it. I'm finding a lot of people on Twitch and that that love wrestling in different Twitch communities that love wrestling is it's insane. Um, yeah. How much wrestling has become popular. You find Twitch streamers that use uh, alerts. Like I found this one Twitch streamer. His alerts are all bloodline related. Oh, like when nice. You, yeah, when you follow him, he acknowledges you. It's fucking insane. <laughs> I love it's that. It's nuts. It's nuts. So yeah, it's a good time over there on Twitch. So definitely check us out again. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to talk wrestling at Ringside Rundown. For Shea Hickson, my name is Eric Vasquez, and we are out of here. See you next time. See you later, guys.